Episode number 203 with Dylan Tomassi. Welcome to the Heads Up Poker Podcast. This is Steve Barton. And this is loyal sidekick, Mike Snyderman. Mikey, how the hell are you? Pretty good. Good, good. I'm getting rid of, Car- getting rid of Carlos soon, so things are oh. looking up. <laughs> he's still there. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's, right, he's right here, but, you know. Oh, oh really? Okay. It's, 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 I don't know. Is it's too much Carlos too much of a good thing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think a light dusting of Carlos each and every time is uh, just makes the heart you grow. Can't, you can't have three Carloses. You can't have three cupcakes a day, though, Steve. Your your health begins to deteriorate. <laughs> well, Steve, I, I want to start with a very important question right away. Okay, who's your favorite serial killer? Ooh. Me and Carlos have are become scholars almost of serial killers here. It's it's amazing how much entertainment there is out there. Are, are you just binge watching Netflix? Uh, I, I'm ashamed to admit, yeah, well, there's all sorts of cr- true crime shit on TV, too. I'm ashamed to admit I was already knew a lot about it. So it's fun being like an expert for once on something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Those shows are quite fascinating. There's a reason Dexter is, uh, you know, was number one. Right. So, yeah. Carlos, who's your favorite? Most interesting. I would think about it. Okay. He's <laughs> the, the Ted Bundy documentary is pretty, is, is pretty interesting, although... Um, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good. He he's 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 about the closest you get to pure evil. Yes, where, where it's not. I mean, there's there's the bad background and stuff, but he just he wants to kill people and inflict as much humiliation and pain as he can. The, Speaking uh, of pain and humiliation, yeah, who's who's being forced to come on your show today, Steve? Who's whose arm did you twist? Uh, yeah, well, I kind of got him in a uh, rear naked choke, and just go. as he was tapping, then he agreed to come on the show. Uh, so uh, I don't want to hide the lead any longer. Uh, Dylan Tomasi, uh, you and I met him, I believe, three or four years ago through the TPE community. And uh, I think since then, he's probably taken several hundred dollars off me in uh, shuffleboard. Um, just a, a Vegas uh, pro, a grinder online and live. And um, yeah, right now he's in the uh, the 3,500 at the Venetian. I got 1% of him. I wish oh, I day, day two must be tomorrow. That's why he can come on today. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> he's been around for a long time. He had some big scores from like full tilt, like 10 years. He looks like he's like 23. So he might be, you know, like Daryl Jace won the Sunday million when he was 15. I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like if he, he I, I don't know his backstory. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those kids though, that dropped out of high school and you know, poker, poker is the only thing he's ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to find out. I'm excited to find out. But uh, he's a lot of fun to hang out with. He uh, he hung around with you guys uh, when I was at the final table a couple of weeks ago in Vegas, and um, uh, just a real smart guy when it comes to playing cards, and just a just a nice guy all around. So, um, Dylan, I'm excited. So how uh, how have you been since Vegas? Uh, I know you kind of boned out uh, that night, and then uh, Carlos and I got on on the mic uh, the next day. Um, are you back to grinding at the uh, casinos playing cash and all that? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I came back from Vegas and, um, uh, immediately had a little upswing on cash to kind of ease the pain of Vegas, but then I've had a really bad stretch, which is, uh, 
you know. Basically on the edge again, Steve. Okay. You were like, I'm still hysterical, but it's not hysterical, hysterical. It's like hysterical that like the hysteria is going to end possibly soon. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm saying I'm close to broke. You've heard me complain about this all the time, but I feel like, yeah, I'm going to dig. Last last night I went in and after like being down 7K over the past week and I won 2,400 and I'm Got, got some decent sleep. I'm going to go take a shower and go in and kick some ass today. So, you know. Okay, good deal. Well, today's Saturday, so it should be a good day. At least as far as uh, the weekend warriors come out, it should be softer, right? Yeah, yeah. There's just more people and uh, more games going on. So that's that's usually just what you're looking for. During the week, sometimes those games die at midnight. And, you know, or I got to go, I got to move to 2 3 at, at midnight, which is just, you know, less chips on the table. I'm going to be a lower hourly. Yeah. I played the online tournament last week for the first time in a while. And, oh. uh, Carlos was here. I don't know, he saw me make the final table of a 50K. And then nice. I, I didn't pull those hands up because I, 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 I think I might have been like second in chips and finished ninth or something. Oh, those ones are frustrating. Yeah, yeah a couple dubious bluffs. You know, this is right. This, I could have used it, you know, but uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. That happens. How about what's new with you, Steve? What, what new passion have you discovered in the last uh, – six hours oh okay uh i got a couple of things i came back from new york city i got to meet clayton fletcher and uh alex fitzgerald in the flesh um, oh, i didn't know that where'd yeah. you go i didn't know uh, where'd you guys meet together uh, i met uh i went out there for uh, uh saint patty's day with a bunch of firemen um i first thing i said to clayton was i said uh wow you're actually taller than i expected <laughs> i was expecting like a a Fred Rogan, uh, a five foot seven guy for some reason, but uh, no, he's probably at least six foot. Um, and, yeah, uh, looks exactly he, like his pictures. He's just about oh twenty seven percent bigger than I than I envisioned. Um, Alex, uh, he came a, with his girlfriend. He's got a squirrely little personality, but he's a he's a normal looking, good looking guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh alex met him and his girlfriend uh, he was nice enough to bring me a hard copy of one of his books and he asked if i had any fireman buddies that also like poker so there's a couple of guys at work you got a free book i got okay. a free book signed autographed uh with a little uh inspiration note in there did you actually and... ask him to autograph it or is he's no he, he, he just, oh, okay. just did and uh, uh i've listened to his book twice now on audible and I'm kind of excited to read the paper version because now I can like highlight and kind of, uh, okay. you know, get down maybe the top 10 things that I can get out of the book. And probably some of the biggest ones are just three betting just three bet the shit out of people right. when you're in position and they're weaker players. Like you'll just print money. Um, what, was, what, what was the note in the book is like, congratulations, Steve, your podcast sucks a little less since you got rid of Mike. Anything like that? <laughs> Something to the effect of, uh, this is uh, my playbook that's been printing money for years. I hope it, um, you know, I hope you get as much out of it as I, some, something along this. You, you, you started it. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. But anyways, a very good book. So thank you, Alex. Um, Clayton, it was awesome to see you. Um, what else do I got going on? Uh, oh, we got a, uh, we got a fire last night. I'm running on about two and a half hours sleep. Um, it was uh, a big pallet and cardboard box fire outside of a concrete tilt-up uh, commercial building. Um, I was uh, first in on that, which means I was the first. My engine company was the first one there. So those ones are especially exciting for me because you kind of have to set everything up. 
You Come know, on. And one steady stream of Barton piss will put out a fucking pallet, for God's sakes. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was about a 60 foot by 60 foot by 30 foot high uh, bunch of pallets. And oh, okay. This was a, it, it was, it was the biggest bonfire you've ever seen. And uh, it was, uh, it, it was neat to kind of take the role of not necessarily being in there, you know, working the hose lines, but kind of standing back, looking at the whole thing you know, looking over it like God and placing your units and articulating that over the radio as they're coming in. And it, uh, it was, it, it was, it was fun. Um, you don't have the, uh, is this, who, who get, how, how would a fireman get fired there? Who's the, the chief does it, I guess. Obviously the, the, you guys have a strong union, so it would go through. Have you ever yeah. been part of that? Like you had to be, you had to bear witness to some incompetent fireman who's putting everybody in jeopardy, who doesn't know what he's doing, blah, 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 where, you know. Uh, things like that come up every now and then. It's few and far between, but uh, every now and then it certainly can happen, yeah. Okay. If you're going to get let go, it's usually going to be in the first year um, because that's kind of your feeling out period, you know, seeing if this guy is someone that you want for the next 29 years. Sure. Um, and uh, we typically weed out, you know, let's say we hire a class of 20. By the time that year is up, we're usually left with 12 or 13. Okay. You know, so you kind of, you kind of get, you, you can, you can tell whether they're going to work or not within that first amount of time. And if you start with 20 within like four weeks, you're probably down to 15. And then those last three come in the next <laughs> 11 and a, 11. Right. Months. You know, you, uh, uh, you can, you can just tell, you know, um, much, uh, sorry, Steve, I, I've always, I, I got to start. I told myself that was one of my new year's things. I was going to be uh, better to you in the podcast and prepare a little bit better, but I'm just jumping off subject to subject. Like I normally do. Yeah, sometimes these are the best ones where we just spitball and catch up. I feel, I feel like we got to talk before we get uh, Dylan on because we got so much shit to, to, to catch up on, you know, I was going to, uh, ask if you've come up with any, uh, taking out the, the calendar and figure out what your uh, summer dates for Vegas are. Uh, that was next on my list, sir. Uh, we got, uh, we're down for the tag team, right? We've been talking about this for four years. Well, if I go to Vegas, Steve, oh, I have Steve, I'm, I'm fucking broke. I mean, I, I'm, I think I'm still have enough of a, just because I've had a couple decent scores in poker, I probably can still get as much money as I want to play. I mean, if I wanted to go for 10 days and play $15,000 in tournaments, I probably could sell. 80, 90% of myself at low markup. I yeah, we could, I uh, I mean, we could, we could pimp it out like we always do and get you, get you. Well, snack. my point is I would have a very small piece of myself and the cash games uh, probably here in Southern California, what they're softest during the summer where a lot of pros go there. So basically um, if I'm intelligent at all, I should not be going to Vegas at all, quite frankly. Um, other than, uh, yeah, you know, and as, as we get older, it's kind of like that whole TPE crowd. They used to rent a house together and now it's just, you know, now, now Mark and Derek sharing a, uh, a little two bedroom apartment now. <laughs> well, yeah. Or yeah. Or just coming in for a weekend and stuff, you know, you get yeah. that response. Well, if you're going to do it, then come in for the weekend of the tag team event that I have to, uh, I got to leave unless we go far, uh, the, uh, I, the tag team starts the 24th. Unless we go far, Steve. Do you think I'd let, let you even breathe on a chip if we make day two? <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, I'll hire Carlos to sit on you in the hotel room. 
I tell you what, if we make it to the bu- money bubble, I got to sit down for that part. <laughs> I'll get us in. <laughs> I, I think I've already discussed this with you. My idea of playing the tag team and why I really honestly didn't want to play with you is I wanted a situation with like Carlos has one on either side, whether it's just a, um, a top pro where I, you know, with Assassinato, I, I play the first orbit and then just wish him luck. <laughs> slap him on the ass it's yeah or or the other way i just find some some newbie two three player oh i happen to know fucking i don't care a stripper or whatever maybe even a buddy from college who i run you know they i'll sometimes bump into them there and you know basically they play the first 15 minutes i tell them to play jacks jacks plus then they get the hell out of there jacks plus ace queen suited plus and uh good luck but, but with you me and jason um It'll be uh, it'll be different. I think I'm gonna just uh, probably ask to play early and let you guys take over because I don't want to be the I'm the one who's most likely to make a big bluff. And actually, Jason does that too. He makes some big balls bluffs. So I, I don't want to bluff off the chips, and I don't want to feel like I'm not. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Day two, I think if we get down to the final few tables, that's a situation I've probably been in a lot more than you two guys. That uh, I think is where we should uh, certainly pass the torch. It. Um... Uh, the thing, uh, and it sounds like Jason might be similar to you is that, uh, you tend Carlos and I talked about this last week is you tend to either, uh, get a big stack early and then just start bulldozing or, uh, you're out. And you know what, man, I, this is no different than when, uh, um, you know, uh, like I, I bought a piece of Dylan yesterday. I, I've. 80% chance he's going to bust. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, he squeaked in. Um, well, I mean, obviously, you guys... Yeah, there would be no love lost for you guys, that. You I, guys I, understand variance, so it's not like... Oh, gonna, of course. It's not like if we build a first stack, a big stack on the first two levels, you'd be, my God, how do we not cash this thing? You know I mean? but, <laughs> no. yeah, but I still, I don't know. That, that, like I said, that is, seems like the natural way, anyways, for me that I would feel comfortable. It's basically one person playing the tournament and uh, like, and I don't want to be there and have to come over the rail like every time. Did you see he scratched his he scratched his nose with his his <laughs> two fingers that time rather than just the you know have <laughs> so me try to pay attention to all this shit that I never pay attention to. But there is other stuff going around that time. I look that that's a pretty good time to come out. I'll have to I could look closer. Okay. I think I'll be out mom, around uh, June eighth until I think June twenty fifth. Um. So, I think I was just going to say I think the monster stack starts a couple, a couple days before the tag team. Okay. So if I make day two of the monster stack, maybe I can't do. I mean, I can do the very minimum the tag team. And then okay. Shoot. Well, I think you only have to play one orbit, and then you're. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, and there's a couple. Either way, of, that'll be it's a, it's a grand, right? Yeah, so three three hundred thirty three bucks each. I mean. Yeah. No. No. That's yeah. That, that's an that's an actual actually another decent reason to uh, right. I'll have, I'll have to look. If I go out there, like I said, I would have to sell a big piece of myself. I gotta, I have to cut expenses. Um, yeah. You know, if I'm out there for ten days, get my five free nights at Harris and find something cheap for the time. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm getting excited as we talk about this. Although I told myself, um, just I got to stay out of Vegas until I have more money in my Bank of America steel box. There, you know, right now it's there's not much in there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I talked to Alex, was talking about getting some housing. And, uh, um, 
Yeah, right now they don't have, I told them I, I, could, I would definitely, if I come out, it's not going to be for very long and I can't commit to any housing. So I don't know if they're going to be able to get enough guys to get. Um, well, you yeah. know what? Uh, I'm going to be staying with my brother and I'm sure um, he wouldn't mind if you stayed with me. That'd be, an, you'd have your own room with your own bathroom. Um, the last time that's what I imagined, but I thought you guys were leaving the night before yeah. I was getting there. So I, I, I didn't even call. What's for breakfast, Steve? Steve, by the way, is a great cook. I mean, is there anything you can't do, Barton? Oh, thank you. Have I cooked for you? I don't remember. Uh, at the house in Vegas, you made an omelet one morning. And it, oh. wasn't, it wasn't just like my omelets, which is, you know, which, well, I haven't made it for years. It's just eggs and then throw some, somehow there was like Spanish, Spanish spices with like, you know, you finely dice this and that. And, you know, <laughs> it was a work of art, Steve. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I do like to cook. I, it, uh, it's uh, fun to me. I like it. <laughs> I do enjoy it. Um, oh, I wanted to uh, read off an uh, email uh, from Dean. Um, sorry, Dean, it's taken me uh, five episodes to get to this. I hinted at it a couple ago. Um, you asked me about uh, day trading, how to get started, how it works, what are you looking for? Um, uh, he's not the only one that's hit me up. There's been a few on Twitter. Um, if you guys, uh, Dean, I'll shoot you back and, and you know, I, we can talk over the phone or we can do a Skype screen share and I can show you exactly what it is that I'm doing and uh, It's really not difficult. You're just looking for patterns and it's the same thing as like getting dealt pocket eights on the button It would be a mistake to fold it. You're not going to always win with it, but your odds are good You know, it's it's the same kind of thing. It's a lot like poker um, so um, Yeah, I'll uh, I'll show you what it is that I'm doing and and uh, You know if you're really interested and want to take it to the next level I can I can hook you up with the guy that taught me um, but maybe there, maybe Steve, if you're success, this could be another Barton, uh, you know, this guy charges $5,000 and you like, you undercut him. say, you know, 30 bucks and a can of Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you everything I know, which is caramel, huh? which is frankly an upcharge for these poor <laughs> bastards, but Hey, they don't know that. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, I want to thank you guys for doing all the, uh, Elliot, uh, Elliot Rowe links over the year. Um, all the TPE memberships really appreciate it. The scholarship is coming up and it looks like this year we're going to hit about 2,500 bucks. So pretty cool. That's after overhead, after paying, uh, Andrew, my editor and, um, yeah, just all the costs of doing the podcast. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, I think we're coming up on it. Uh, we can bring in, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll bring in Dylan Tomasi. Tired of playing great poker for eight hours and then tilting it all the way on one hand? Elliot Rowe. I will not play a hand of poker unless I listen to that man's voice first. Meditation tapes just before you play. Get in the right mindset so you can focus on poker. Listen to an mp3 before you play. You put it right on your phone, your computer, your tablet. He has mp3s for everything. Live cash, online MTTs, post-game cooldown, the Mindset Booster Package, which comes with five mp3s. Confidence, motivation, recovery, volume, study booster, the simple volume system. Try it for free. There's no obligation. Listen to his seven-minute tilt buster. It's free from me to you. This is the next step in poker. Mindset Advantage by Elliot Rowe. Use the code HUPOKER, score yourself a discount. All the links are in the show notes. Elliot Rowe. Dylan, thank you for coming on the show. Yes, thanks for having me. Yes, yes. So uh, congratulations. You made day two. Yes, I did. Yes, of the uh, 3500 Venetian. Yep, it'll be 
tomorrow. Today's day one B, so luckily I didn't have to play that. Yes, I was uh, happy about that because uh, <laughs> we get to have you on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> how many uh, how many runners yesterday? Um, I didn't see the final number. I think it got like two forty, two fifty, maybe. So probably a little more today. You would think four hundred yeah. or something, maybe. Yeah, four to five hundred. I would expect. Let's do the maths. There's three starting days or two. Two. Okay, and let's see. Da, 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 six, da, 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 two million in the prize pool or something. Five hundred for first. Four hundred something for first. That sound about right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds okay. Good. Okay. Pretty good. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. I got one percent now. So is is this uh? Uh, since you don't have to fire bullet two, is it that I get the other? Because I guess essentially right now I've given you two percent. Mm-hmm. Do I well, do I get the other one back, or can, or yeah. would it be cheating if I if I if if we call it two percent? Nice try, Barton. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. Even when Steve is being a slimy, it's going into even when, Steve is being a, <laughs> even when Steve is being a slimy bastard, he's friendly. You don't notice it. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. Just, oh, that was good. Right you don't even feel it. <laughs> Why don't you let me hold your wallet while you go to the bathroom? <laughs> gotcha. I hear people are getting jumped in there. I assume he knew how it worked, so I didn't know what he was getting at. But now that. <laughs> oh, right on. Well, congratulations! You got a hundred big blinds going into uh, day two, if my if my uh, uh, yeah. fuzzy math is correct. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, what's this, that? This is a, this is an elite poker pro, Steve. You don't congratulate him for built for getting a day two. <laughs> After eight levels, yeah, it's only eight we, levels of these WPT. We, we only offer a, a fist bump for final table. Congratulations. <laughs> <come out. laughs> yeah, there's still a long way to go, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm Can optimistic. Start, I'm, I'm very curious. I don't, we don't always ask this question, uh, you know, how you get started in poker. Because I was saying, like, I'm, I'm guessing that you're one of those guys that started, like, really early. Like, high school, you were already playing. I, I started... Poker. My okay, so my dad was he would play online on uh party poker. He would just play like little sit and goes. I think I was probably like sixteen or so. And when he was done I would jump on and play. And you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I would win here and there. And then um my friends would play little home games and I would probably win, I don't know, like half the time I guess. But I knew that I could win. Like, I knew there was, you know, like, strategy involved and, like, a way to get better. Skill, yeah. Yeah, I had friends that were playing. I had actually one friend that was playing, like, three, six um, cash games online. Wow. And, like, just watching, like, the stakes and, like, how much money he was winning was pretty insane to me. And I was like, okay, like, maybe I'll make an effort to get better. So, yeah, I started I started at the very bottom playing $1 tournaments, uh, like, MTTs. And um, eventually just, like, built my bankroll doing that and just kind of moved up on my own, followed, like, bankroll, bankroll management guidelines. Um, did those, I don't know if you remember the $4.40.180 mans on Poker yep. Stars. Yep. We did, like, challenges and stuff like that, and I was winning. Like, I was winning those, like, crazy. And that allowed me to move up pretty fast, too. Um, were, you already think, were you already, like, thinking – at that level, like bankroll moving up, like you, you already sort of had a long-term plan. You weren't just, you weren't just jumping on there with money and fucking around. No. Yeah. No. Like I, all my friends made fun of me for playing so small, like these. So like my friends would always play like $50 tournaments with a hundred dollar bankroll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, you know, it's obviously money they could lose, but like you can't build a bankroll like that. You know, you just hope to get lucky and 
and you know win one of them or cash you know final table or whatever but they were never they'd always just be reloading and reloading and reloading and i'm sitting there with like you know like 100 buy-ins for whatever i'm rolled for uh and like consistently moving up so um but yeah so i i think i remember winning a 20 dollar 180 man it was a thousand bucks like my first four figure score and just being like so excited yeah oh uh, yeah but yeah, just kind of just moved up from there, and I think I eventually got backed because I got to the point where I uh, so I had won like two three dollar rebuys on stars like in one month, and that gave me like a ten k bankroll, and I had no idea what to do. I wanted to play like the biggest tournaments, so I found backing then, which I don't know if that was a mistake or not. Like looking back, I think I'd like to just have played on my own the whole time, but like I wasn't comfortable putting up like my own money at for those stakes yeah you know, like 200 hundred dollar tournaments and whatever but um but yeah it worked out so <laughs> so uh by like senior year of high school you've been playing poker for a few years now um was poker like at that point just the plan or no i i think let's see so i would have been like 18 that's like 2004 i didn't really start this this all happened like when I was, let's see, it was like 2008 is when I, it was 2008 or 2009, I was working at Chase Bank and I quit my job to play poker. Okay, so that was my job. If you've ever had a, you've ever had a real job. I was yeah, thinking, that's what I was going to how, how old are you now, Dylan? 32. 33. Okay. Days. Okay. All right. Two weeks. <laughs> In two, all right. <laughs> Happy <laughs> early birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so that didn't, I wasn't playing for real until i was probably eight yeah 18 and then you know i was still playing like tiny little tournaments when i was 18 and then by 2009 is when i got like started getting serious okay. so that so i was 23 and you didn't have any other job other than cards at, by 2009 correct yeah i quit i quit my job my you know i was coming in late to uh to work calling my boss in the morning being like hey i'm gonna be a little late because i was up you know winning a lot of money yeah <laughs> and then i'd go into work and tell him how much i won and be like he'd be like holy shit like really <laughs> um, <laughs> so once you were a pro was it uh sit and goes live cash or were you like already like oh mtt guy yeah it was just straight mtts uh i was i was just playing online at that point you know like before black friday Sure. That's yeah. That's all it was. I see. Um, I just I just looked you up on Pocket Fives. I I vaguely remember you had some nice scores, but here's a really nice one. You had a um, hundred and sixty eight thousand dollars score. When was when was that? Yeah, that was Sunday Million two thousand eleven. I think it was two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. And you got second, right? Yeah. And you uh, they they asked if you wanted to uh, chop, and you said no. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I love that, dude. I, I mean, I, I, I love that. Just fucking go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was like, you know, like kind of carefree and, you know, like wanted all the glory, I guess. Yeah. Chopping may have been smart, but, you know, why not just go for it? Yeah. I already guaranteed some, a lot of money, so. There's well, no you, feeling like shipping a tournament, especially right. in a moment like, like that. Straight out right, yeah. Just, uh, just fucking win it all. I, well, it I think all. the chop wasn't offered until we got heads up. So, I mean, again, like, it would have made me like $30,000 more, but, yeah. Um, that's a big, 
I'm guessing this was a shit shit ton of money at the time, or right? Or oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, so, I was actually backed for this one. Okay. This was I don't know probably like a year and a half into my backing deal I think. Um, but yeah, I'd already had like some decent success, so you know we just decided to go for it. Okay. Nice. But yeah, that was I remember the heads up the final hand was, um, or. I don't remember if it was a final hand, but I had a six to ace nine all in pre-flop, and I flopped a six, and he turned a nine. Oh. <laughs> and he had got lucky on me, uh, like a few hands. I think three-handed. I think I would have just won the tournament if I think I had. I want to say I had queens to ace queen suited or something, and he ran out of flush or something. But <laughs> okay. Okay. so long ago, I do remember that it was a lot of fun. I think it's, there's still like a recording online of all the action. Oh, that's cool. On Poker yeah. Stars. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Black Friday hits. What's that? What Black Friday hit. Yes. Uh, what, uh, how much money did you have on there, and what was your uh, – did you have to move? I mean, what was your life plan at that point? Yeah, so, yeah, there was nothing we could play online. I was stuck with Black Chip Poker, which is actually what I'm on right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I decided to move to Vegas. I was dating um, somebody else at the time. And, you know, we were, we were young. We didn't have any, like, set plans or anything like that. We could pretty much do whatever we wanted. My options for, like, serious poker were to either move, like, out of the U.S., which I didn't think was smart, uh, or it, would, it was just tough having a girlfriend at the time, um, or moving to Vegas. I think I thought those were my best two options. So I moved to Vegas and started Good. playing live cash, some of the like the some of the daily tournaments and just whatever else was going on at the time. Okay. What what year was that that you moved to Vegas? I think that was so Black Friday was 2011, right? Yeah. I think I moved the the next year. Okay. Like so Something so you've like been out in Vegas for um yeah, six seven, or seven years. Yeah, seven years I think coming up this this summer. It was right before the summer I moved, which was nice because I didn't have to, you know, rent a house like, like we used to, uh, yeah. rent a car and all that stuff. So, yeah, I do save a lot of money doing that every year, so that's always nice. Yeah, yeah. Where in, uh, where in Vegas do you live? Right now I'm renting a place with my current girlfriend on the um, – it's like North Henderson, I guess, like Northwest Henderson, just southeast of the airport. Okay, uh, my my brother lives in Inspirata. I'm not familiar with. I've heard of that. I don't. Let me see. It, it's it's uh, southeast of the. Um, uh, God, I fly into it. This is uh, embarrassing. Uh, Henderson Executive Airport. Okay, yeah, that's probably pretty close to me. So you're probably in between that one and the main airport, McCarran. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it's a really nice area. We got a nice house for renting. Um, I think hopefully. We'll look into buying maybe next year or something like that. But yeah, we have a, it's a nice neighborhood. Never really lived over here. I've always been like the southwest, west side of Vegas. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's nice over here. So we're enjoying it. Cool. Get uh, get room for the dogs to play. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we've got plenty of room to run around. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. You said you didn't say girlfriend. You said current girlfriend. Does she have like a younger sister? Who <laughs> I, I caught that yet? too. I I thought there was a. <laughs> Maybe, I, maybe I, I, I thought might be worth exploring. 
yeah, not sure if I worded that poorly, but I always say the current woman I love that I'm humiliating myself in front of. That's you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just so she doesn't feel that special, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we've been together for uh, for a little bit over a year now. She moved out here in October. Um, she's she's looking for a job still, um, but yeah, she's enjoying it out here. So that's a lot of fun. She what kind of what kind of job is she looking for? She she just wants like the kind of with like, the rents. <laughs> yeah, like um, just something like normal, like eight to five Monday through Friday. She doesn't want she doesn't really want like a bartending or serving job. You know, like, um, she just wants kind of more, uh, more of like a normal routine. Sure. Um, but she doesn't really know like exactly what that is yet. I guess Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. She was in the car industry. Like, she was a finance manager, selling uh, warranties and closing out the deals back home in Illinois. Um, She said she didn't really like that. Okay. So yeah, we'll just kind of. She's just. She's looking. She's not desperate it's not going to like settle for something you know she's just kind of waiting for something the right thing to come along i guess she's found her asian sugar daddy that's right (laughs) (laughs) she's actually outside laying out right now so Uh, that's that's her day-to-day life for now do you um just to go back i know this uh did you study a lot when you were starting or when did I don't even know what year TPE started like were you a member there early and that's how you kind of became friends with Mark and everything and use that as a, a tool I, I better think, I think I was friends with Danny first and then and Danny then he introduced me to Danny yeah noseworthy and then he introduced me to everybody one summer and we all just kind of got along you know kind of had like the same sense of humor and um you know just enjoyed like fucking I don't know, just being silly, I guess. Shuffleboard? Yeah, shuffleboard, PTs, blue moon. I was going to say, <laughs> I-E-O-Gs with, with Alioto, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't think I was a TP member. I think I'd seen like all the videos and knew like some of the, the pros at the time. Um, okay. My studying, what did I, I don't know, I just had like, I guess a group of friends that I would always talk hands with. Um, okay. I don't remember like what I really did back in the day to, to improve. Well, having uh, friends who play poker is uh, probably number one. More yeah. Than yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think maybe big. like uh, there was some training sites coming out. Poker X Factor um, card player, I think had a training site. Uh, card runners. Card runners. We, yes, uh, I was there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, rec- I recall those. Mm-hmm. Watching some of those videos. I think I was when I first started. I was I was reading books. Started with <laughs> the Super System. Okay. Harrington on Hold'em. Yep. Uh, I don't really. Know. I think. Those but the play I, poker like the pros. I don't know. I never. Oh, you never got that one. I okay. don't think so. Uh, Didn't get like. The, the math ones either. No. No? None of those ones. Okay. I was never like a huge math person. I'm good at math, but I wasn't, I don't know. It's not like number one. You weren't actually using it for your job just to like compute baseball averages. Right. <laughs> <laughs> using it, yeah. saving, saving that mental space for, for important stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what do you think's your, uh, your biggest strength when you're, uh, when you're playing? Like what's, what's your edge? Um, 
most of the time? Ooh, that's a good question. I think, think I don't know. I just think like always being able to find out where I'm at in the hand. You know okay. what I mean? Like just like hand reading and um, you know, if you get to the river where you know, like you think like your second pair is good, like finding like thin value. Yeah. Um, I think is pretty important. Um, I think that's a good one. Being patient. You know, everybody thinks still that I'm like a super tight player. Um, and that's just, I mean, it's just not the case. <laughs> <laughs> if they saw your cards, they think differently. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny though. Like everybody thinks I'm a knit. Like for the, since I've been playing, um, yeah, I don't know what you're it is. Playing, you're playing less hands than other people, but you're putting max pressure on them with the hands you do play, probably, right? Is that kind of... Maybe, but I still, like, open, like, you know, what I should be opening, like, and playing the hands that I should be playing. I'm not playing, like, any, any tighter than anybody else. If, in okay. fact, I'm probably, like, playing more hands than a lot of players would be. So, yeah, it's just kind of funny that that, that, that um, I don't know, description, I guess, of me is, is always stuck. But it's good. You know, it works out in my favor for the most part. Do you uh, three-bet a lot? Um kind of just depends on the stacks but yeah i would say i i you know have a normal three bet percentage maybe normal to above normal i guess okay okay i'm looking at uh now taking a gander at your live results you got some very nice ones but i also see the first thing that jumps out is like 95 percent of your caches are in vegas yeah i don't travel very i want to give i want to give you a little fist bump there that's that's if you're not traveling for tournaments you're you're well ahead of the curve i think yeah, I don't travel very much at all anymore. Um, it's yeah, it's definitely easier when you're single, that's for sure. Um, but I used to when I, when I was in Illinois, I would come out for Vegas for the summer, and then in Champaign, it's, it's like mid central Vegas or central Illinois, I would go to Chicago like twice, two or three times a year for their circuit and their. Um, like local series, it's like a Chicago Poker Classic. Okay. Um, and then when I came to Vegas, I would still go to Chicago or Champaign back home and, you know, make a trip up north for some poker. Um, and then I think I went to Florida like twice, but that that's pretty much it. I actually haven't even been to L.A. to play poker. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You're not missing anything, just guard towers and uh, cholos. <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Anytime you walk out of there with the score, you're looking over your shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> so. but, I, but actually, this year the tournaments in Vegas, there's just been so much going on. Like I, I was primarily playing online, and there's just been something every every week. There's just something going on. It's all been like good tournaments. So I've been you're playing. Yeah. Um, you're playing a lot of WSOP.com now, right? Yeah, yeah. At WSOP.com. Um, you know, black chip poker, which is WPN, ACR, whatever. Okay. Um, I tried to get back on Bovada, but I just don't care for the non-synced break, synced breaks. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that online's yeah. okay. They don't have that much to play. And then, In terms uh, of uh, monitoring your results, I guess, do you have like a certain, I need four hundred thousand dollars in buy-ins or you know what i mean for, for a year do you is there like a specific goal per week in terms of hours grinded or is it just kind of 
you always get decent results as long as you play. Yeah, I was keeping like good track like like the first month of the year, and then it kind of it kind of slowed down because of the live tournament. So everything just got kind of jumbled, I guess, and hard to keep track of. But sure. um, but yeah, no, I don't I don't really set like volume goals for myself. I just want to make sure like. I'm playing when I need to be playing and like not forcing myself to play. I'm still on that train where, you know, if I don't want to play, or I don't feel like I'm going to play my best. I'm not going to play. Like, like you're not going out to play a little daily today when you've got a day two tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I actually thought about playing online later, but I don't know. Do you, um, <clears throat> so it's still though, uh, almost all tournaments, right? Or did you just, is there a point where you're trying to get better at cash and grind some games around there? I actually do play cash, like maybe like once a week. Okay. What do you uh, play? With? Let me... Just like one three, sometimes two five, just just small. Like the games, like like some of the, or like I guess all the one three games have a straddle, so it plays bigger than you know most people think it is. It plays like a two five. Where's this at? The Bellagio or? Um, like Venetian. I've been playing at GVR, Green Valley Ranch. Oh, okay. It's like I don't think I played there. It's like five minutes away. The games are surprisingly good. Like, really? I don't, I don't know what it is, but people just love to splash around, and you know, like the average raise is like fifteen bucks <laughs> pre-flop. Is, is it uh, all uh, local regulars? Is that is that what it is? Yeah, there's occasionally okay. some tourists. You know, I ran into some of them, but yeah, it's still like a lot of like older, you know, retired people that just love to just gamble and yeah they got a they get an extra two grand a month to gamble and they yeah, do it yeah they like to try to beat up on on the kids that are there you know like they have like that's their that's their game plan is to, to try to outplay the the younger crowd i guess well that's that's excellent yeah but yeah that, <laughs> sounds like a good game <laughs> yeah so but yeah it's fun over there you know it's a nice poker room the 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 manager there is he was at Venetian for like seven or eight years, I think he said. Okay. Just, just a nice guy and they have some decent promotions. So so yeah, I do like playing there. Um, it's close. Don't have to deal with the strip. Quickly again, it looks like at least half your your caches are from the deep stack events at the Venetian. Yes, those have always been my bread and butter. I always thought I don't know, maybe this is just very I, I haven't done great over there. So but like I, I always tell the story the first week I went out there a couple of years ago, I played there and had like the very first tournament I sat down and had like Mortensen and Joseph Chung on my left. <laughs> this was like a $400 tournament. I thought they were kind of, <laughs> I thought yeah. they were just too overly pro drenched, but obviously you're plus EV in these things. Um, yeah. No, they, I guess the biggest crowd overall is going to be a little bit tougher than other places. I had my buddy from California come to play, MSPT and he like couldn't believe he had a really tough starting table which was like pretty unlucky but he couldn't believe like you know like all the familiar faces he was seeing and like how tough most of the tables were compared yeah. to compared to California so it's definitely tougher here but it's I, I don't think it's, it's it's nothing I'm not used to I guess right no there's so many extremely bad players sprinkled in yes it's just yeah, you do sense. have the rock stars, but there's so many people that are just I mean, <laughs> horrible. <I'm guessing. laughs> yeah. For every one good player, you have at least five. Like yes, okay. Don't know what I was going to say. Day two of this event is going to be like 95% pros, though. I don't know. Is that well? Yeah, it will. It will be pretty tough, but like right. you know, even like 
a lot of the pros are still like making a ton of mistakes. Sure, sure. And you know, my table yesterday was wasn't that easy. I had, I think, throughout the whole thing, I had <clears throat> of the names I remember: J.C. Tran, um, Lucky Chewy, Andrew like Lichtenberger, yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel Strelitz. Yeah, he's really um, good. This this guy, uh, he was like a, a younger Asian guy. He just wanted a WPT. I had Dylan Lindy, who I think there was total like four WPT winners on my table. <laughs> Darren, Darren Rubinowitz, who's a good local reg. Um, but yeah, so it, was, it wasn't like an easy table by any means, but, you know, we got through and just, you know, just, just played like solid. That's all you really have to do. Well, that's good. Yeah. Carlos has a very low standard. He's like, if, if he sees more than three people in the room, he recognizes them <laughs> in the bag tournament. Where he, <laughs> he turns right like, around and goes play Bavada. You're like, if there's only, there was only three WPT champs on my table for day two, though, so it became much softer. <laughs> but yeah, no, when that happens, you just have to like, tight, yes. you have to tighten up. Like I didn't, I didn't play like a rock, you know, I wasn't only playing aces, you know, I bluffed here right. and there, but, um, yeah, you do have to just tighten up. You just adjust your table. There's there's so many different things you could do to, to overcome, like, little things like that. You know, like, they're playing the same game you are, so. Yeah. Right, sure. Um, you just had a, a, a decent score in one of those events. Uh, I don't know what you consider to be a decent score these days. I'm looking sixth place in a 1K for 37K just a yeah. month or two ago. Yeah, that was the MSPT. Um, actually, I think their first one in Vegas, let's see. I'm looking at it now. Was 2014? You see that one, June second, 2014. I, I yeah, I saw there. You had a pretty decent one right out of the box there. Yeah, uh, that was really sad. That was okay. That was when I that was over the summer where I sold like an online uh, live package for the WSOP. Included that back to back tournaments. I got eighth and ninth. Um, yeah, first in the Venetian was like I think it was like 180. Oh wow! I got eighth, and oh yeah, I'm looking at those right now. Ninth, yeah, those... ninth and that 1500 WSOP was like 450. So, oh, <laughs> so you you got 37,000 instead of 450. Yeah, it's, oh yeah. man, uh, yeah, just, just sad. <laughs> just you're so close, you can fucking taste it. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, I was gonna say that the exhilaration must be like almost what you feel when you finally sit down and you realize you're at final table there. No, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, hoping yeah. to have that experience at some point, but who yeah. knows? It's a cool feeling. <laughs> it really is. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't happen very often just because it's really hard to, to final table sure. live events and there's just you know smaller volume. But yeah, I was super excited to to do that to final table that one and I'm not sad. End of January. Guessing, I'm guessing you remember your bust out hand. My bust out hand was uh, from, yes. the, from, the, uh, from the main event. I mean, from the 1500 you final tabled in 2014. Do you I, I reshoved 910 suited in the small blind versus a button open, which I regretted because he was like a pretty big net. Okay. He had aces, oh. and the big blind had kings. Oh shit! Kings had us both covered, uh, and he flopped a king or something, and you know would have busted the other guy if I just folded. <laughs> Would have laddered a little bit, but I remember flop. I think the flop was like I had ten nine of hearts. I think the flop was like king jack three two hearts king jack of hearts. Wow, got okay. a ball. And then the turn paired the board, so so I still had one out. 
Oh, for the uh, straight for the, flush? The straight flush. Oh, okay. Didn't, didn't get there. But yeah, no, that was a fun tournament. Um, just wish it would have went better. Eighths, eighths and ninths are just the worst feeling. Yeah. Yeah, tough. But yeah, in the MSPT recently, that was that was fun. I got into an unlucky, unlucky spot in my last hand there, but I feel like I played pretty well overall. And the final table was pretty tough. Uh, but that was fun. And yeah, I just had some good results this year, which I'm pretty happy about, especially like leading up to the summer. So, yeah. Speaking of which, what uh, what are your plans for uh, for the summer? I so I always like just sell, put together a whole package for the summer for whatever the six weeks, seven weeks, and I'll sell action, and um, you know just just play whatever I can. You know, like usually, I don't know, probably like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollar average buy-in. Okay. And what what percentage do you usually sell sell it yourself? Uh, usually about half. Kind of, kind of depends. Okay. Half, maybe a little bit more. But um, do you have a decent score? Do you think that's always like half is just kind of your standard responsible thing to do? Or if you were to have a good score here, you'd want a bigger piece of yourself for the summer? Yeah, I want to kind of structure it in a way that I can, you know, if I do have a big score early, I can take a bigger piece of myself in something. But the way it, it I just do it as I just sell for everything and then just kind of have to keep whatever I have the whole time. Can't really, there's no way to have more of myself in later tournaments if that happens. You know what I mean? My only option is to like uh, just take more of myself in the main event, which I sell separately. Um, do you uh, have- uh-huh. That's kind of a, that's kind of high variance though to put it all in one tournament. What if you, what if you did like the first three weeks you sell a package for 50% and then if uh, you know, uh, in, in starting of week three, you're like, okay, looks like the next three weeks are going to be 50% or maybe I'll only sell 10 or 20. Yeah. I thought about, if he wants to know how to use a fire hose, he'll give you a call. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to get, tell the poker pro here how to dump. <laughs> No, I tried. Okay, so last year was the first time I tried to do it weekly. Okay. But nobody, nobody really understood what I was trying to do, so it didn't work. Uh, okay. But I guess splitting it up into two would make more sense. You know, half and half, like you know, like first half of the summer, second half of the summer. Okay. Is there, um, you think, just overall the last few years less money, like harder to get backers and sell pieces of yourself? I don't, I don't know. I'm just. Anecdotally, there's one guy who gave me most of my main event a couple of years ago, and I was pretty yeah. much busto. And he pretty much said, I, I cashed, and he said, you know, um, just let me know. I'll buy any action you got. Mm-hmm. Got a perm, you know. So I, he, I, I had a lot of coin, and uh, he, he backed me for a couple WPT events, a couple 3,500, but I didn't cash. But then finally, I was, you know, last summer I was looking for money. He's like, I'm out of that. And he was also always tweeting about Bitcoin. So I thought that was kind of a change in the economy where no poker player wanted to waste money on another poker player when they could have. Yeah, it was crazy. Like money was flying around for a while while, you know, Bitcoin was, you know, in five figure range. Um, But yeah, I think last year was fine for me selling. I think the year before that and maybe like maybe like two more years before that, it was tough, but I was still like able to do it. I had I did have like one guy that kind of just stuck with me and, um, you know, gave me like a fair markup, but he he kind of became a little bit nittier when it, when it came to markup and it was harder to, to sell. I didn't really want to settle for a lower markup. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I think now poker economy is doing pretty well. It seems okay. like anyway, um, I don't think, you know, if, if any 
mediocre players looking for action they're or looking for investors that are going to have a problem this year um yeah people seem like pretty eager to buy and okay well that's good so yeah yeah i got guys at work already asking me it's uh so <laughs> they just want the fucking action <laughs> they just <want> gamble. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure no people like That's that are great boils down too <laughs> yeah Steve, sure. can i show up and I, I got some magic beans i want to sell actually can i come <laughs> talk to those, <laughs> those guys got a lot of money to throw around apparently yeah. <laughs> um you had, a, had a nice run of the main event a few years ago mm-hmm. yes i remember was, that year that was fun yeah, that was one of the most intense things ever. It was, I'd never had a, I think I made, I want to say I made day five. And I busted like, first like 20 minutes of day five. I had a chance to triple up. I, I think I only had like five big blinds or something. Just just totally like withered away and late on day four. Just couldn't find any spots and just came in. But yeah, I had a spot to triple up and bricked. Um, for my biggest score in the main event, um, it's like eighty thousand or something. Yeah, but yeah, just playing like you know, day after day after day, twelve-hour days, and then like all the cameras in your face, and you know, I think I did like one little interview, but it never aired because I got seventy-nine. Yeah, <laughs> if I had whatever, if I had like right, two tables, you, win, I think you win one flip and you're yeah, you're yeah. story, you get yeah. a yeah, yeah. What was your bust out hand? Um, oh, you just told us what your bust out oh, hand. I had, it went open. Uh, I shoved fives, and I think Big Blind woke up with Ace King, and the other guy folded. Okay, uh, that's the about fo- the best you could hope for with yes, five big yes. blinds. Yes, it was. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to think of spot. a better scenario, and I can't think of one. Easily the best spot I, I think he flopped an ace though, and I was drawing pretty thin at that point. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I was happy. I was sitting out in the parking lot. With, I think I got a check, and uh, I was just like, man, it's nice. But <laughs> yeah, you know, just kind of like, kind of just like start dreaming at that point, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, out of uh, sixty-seven hundred runners, seventy-ninth uh, is yeah. pretty damn good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Top one point one percent or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't now. looked. Has uh. Has the Venetian and the Win uh, in Planet Hollywood come up with their summer schedules? They usually do it like a month after the WSOP. Uh, I think Venetian has, and I think the Win is coming out next week. I think he said April first is when they want to release theirs. Um, now, from yeah. putting together your summer schedule, are you like trying to go one hundred percent value, or you're like, I, I want a fucking bracelet. I final tabled one of these things. I've gone deep in the main event and your bracelet events will always take precedence when you're kind of putting a schedule together. Yeah. Yeah. For me, they do. I don't, I do go like pretty value heavy. I'll play. I think all of the 1500s are good. Uh, WSOP. Okay. Actually, I think anything like, <clears throat> I think when and Venetian will be 1600s, but anything 1600 and under is going to be good for the most part. Right. Um, I tend to stay away from the five Ks and up unless I've had like a score or something. And then even like, I think the 2,500s are okay. Three K is kind of iffy for me. I would rather play like a, like a 600 at the Venetian or the win. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, when it comes to the summer, I don't need, I don't need to play like 
the biggest events. Right. Sure. Yeah. And you're you're all no limit holdem, right? Or do you play any play a couple PLO events or? Um, I've always wanted to play PLO, but it's hard to find like backing for those. Sure. Okay. So I could sell it like a low, very low markup, but um, I might play. I might play. I think they have a big PLO tournament this year. I might, I might play that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like I do like some PLO. I was studying it for a little bit with a good friend, um, but kind of it was just too much for me, I guess. Sure. Studying wise. I didn't really care to get better when I was taking away from my uh, no limit game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you can kind of see, like, if you went through my tournaments, that you won't see any, like, big tournaments unless it's the. Made a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, right around 1,000 to 1,500 average buy in. <clears throat> what do you think about the, their schedule there? I think it's kind of what do they have? There? Well, they got the 50th anniversary schedule. They got so many. I mean, it's, it's great if you're a poker player. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of these are just you know they basically have like seven colossuses now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. There's a lot of a lot of weird stuff going on. They're they are raking in a ton of money. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I I do like them all. They're definitely all like really soft. Um, you playing the? If uh, you played the tag team before, I'm unfortunately I just agreed. Uh-huh. I agreed to play with the first deadbeat that came along. So yeah, and uh, I was that man. So we're in. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> no, this summer. Mike. This summer we're gonna play. It's gonna be me, Mike, and oh, okay, uh, okay. another uh, listener on the podcast. Um, nice. No, that'll be fun. I've I've heard it's so much fun, but I just ha- I haven't done it yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, maybe this year. I guess we could go for the quadfecta, and then it's only a two fifty entry. Right, so what did they do? Do they hand out like four bracelets or three bracelets? Uh, or yeah, everybody gets one. Oh, oh, okay. I might be down for that. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, there you go, Mikey. We got we got the pro in here. <laughs> I'll do. I'll be the guy that plays one hand and then just goes. And and then just, uh, well, that was hand. Mike's plan. <laughs> Apparently, I'm supposed to get us in the money and then hand it over to Mike or oh. get us the final two tables or something. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't played. I, I I think it was maybe like that feeling of like guilt if i were to bust you know or just like mike was just talking about that yeah but i mean how many of us have have put money in into a guy just to get a sweat and then if he busts like do you really care but you would care if you think you would have played the hand better you know what i mean or if you were you were a bit more the, the, the i just gave the theory that in a tag team one player should be much better than the other so it's clear who gets who plays day two kind of thing you know what i mean um so if you have people at a similar level, it's like you're going to be looking at each other like, oh, you know. First of all, of course, if everyone wants to play. So I said I only wanted to do it if I played with a total noob where clearly they only play a little bit and I take over. That's or, interesting. Yeah, I never really or I, or I find like an elite pro who just um, who wants someone to pay half the buy-in. <laughs> Pretty I, much. <laughs> I think it'd be great for even little shit like, uh, uh, you know, you know what? I've been playing for two hours now. I just need a break. I'm going to go get something to eat. I'm going to go yeah, take okay. a nap. I'll be back in 45 minutes. If you want to keep playing, go for it. Or I can take over in 45 minutes, but I just need, I need a break. Yeah, you know, kinda, just that yeah. aspect alone. Oh my God. You know, yeah. As opposed to the teams that are not doing that. And just one guy is just grinding it out the whole time. Like I, I can't see how that wouldn't give you an edge. Well, that's, yeah, that's how I played. How- uh, yeah. I played 19 hours of cash yesterday. So the, the, the tournament grind is never, a difficult thing for me too much time wise, or maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. I mean, you mentally definitely go down, but you know, it seemed like there was a lot of like 
couples, you know, like boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever, wife and husband that were playing. Like oh, they, perfect. The the it's woman like the would softest, play softest like just ever. for fun, <laughs> yes. and then the guy would just, you know, uh, step in and just play the whole tournament out like it was oh. a normal tournament. I think that happened quite a bit. I don't. Well, see, we'd sure. have to have an edge against them. I mean, hopefully, one guy just playing the whole time, whereas like people constantly rotating in that are fresh. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't really know what's optimal. I guess. Well, Steve, at least you got me locked up because I could see me going into town and like trying to find some hot poker pro. It's like, oh, I'll I'll take care of the buy-in. You get seventy percent of the win. Oh yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll scrub your car with a toothbrush, mow your lawn, whatever. Let's just let's have fun. <laughs> Bust out within 15 minutes. <laughs> Straight to the craps tables. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wait, so you guys, are you guys coming out here for the summer? Steve definitely is. I, yeah, I, I'll be out there June 8th through 25th or 26th, I think. Nice. Like cool. that. Yeah. So I'll have a, I'll have a good stint out there. Uh, Mike, Mikey, um, he's agreed sure. to come out. A, for a week or so around the uh, tag team event. I'm trying to extend that. Maybe by the time we get to episode 205, we'll have... I haven't agreed to shit, Martin. Don't stop being a bully. Uh, I'm just putting words in your mouth, Mikey. That's all. Don't you uh, do multiple trips, Mike? Uh, last summer, that's how I did it. Yeah, I, I came for like 10 days, left for a week, came back. I, I forget how much time. I, I was there uh, enough time to lose 20,000 last summer. That much I remember. So yeah, I played a, quite a few events, but... Uh, We'll see. I, I think, um, yeah, it'll definitely be different for me. I was talking to Steve where I'll be uh, selling. I would have to sell like 80% of myself, mm-hmm. which still might be, uh, you know, a decent deep shin option, you know, make a, make a, and then if I can make a deep run in something early, you know, maybe I can get a bigger piece later. Yeah. It's either going to be like, yeah, playing with a very small piece of myself or playing two five at the Bellagio or a 500 cap somewhere, you know, cause that's pretty much where I'm at in terms yeah. of, and, and bankroll. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather do you play. have any? Uh, do you have anybody you're looking forward to seeing the summer? Any friends you you know you only get to? Is yeah. it a is it a social thing for you or you know what I mean? Where it's like I try not to like go too hard with the drinking and partying, but you know like when the TPE guys come to town, <laughs> it makes it tough. Yeah, we'll have some late nights. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I try to be responsible. It's always. Steve, well, I mean, I used to drink a shitload. I, I looked like a frat boy. I was 33. But now I, I'm kind of a lightweight. And I think, Dill, I remember, like, uh, the, the one night I went to the strip club there. I, this is the night where I woke up at, like, 8 in the morning and didn't know where I was. <laughs> like, I, I thought it was, like, the middle of the night somewhere. I walked out, like, the sun's blowing, you know, just piercing in my face. And Mark's, you know. But I remember, like, Dylan, like, out drinking me right away. He's like, Mike, come on, here, fill it up. And then, like, you know, like, I'm, like, trying to keep up with the likes of Dylan here. There's a bunch of, Mike's there's, like, a bunch of there's a bunch of little imps like him and Mark, you know, buzzing around. And I, I <laughs> Mike's, like, six foot five, and I'm five foot six. And oh, yeah, I can't, I can't drink. I can't drink at all anymore. I remember the last time we were playing shuffleboard at PT's at the last TPE meetup. Uh, I have a memory of our, our first shuffleboard game. And then that was about it. And I woke up the next morning and uh, I found out that I took an Uber home about one o'clock in the morning <laughs> with no memory of it. <laughs> oh, I, know, I know I went there with a few hundred bucks and I had like uh, $12 in my pocket. Uh, you're, wondering too, you're wondering too why you woke up. Without drunk. <laughs> you're wondering why you woke up with a, uh, 
a steel disc jammed up your 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 ass too. <laughs> That's probably you're like, whoa! I thought we just played for money last night. <laughs> I didn't realize this this was truth or dare style. <laughs> Yeah, those things will happen. That's for sure. Uh, it does. Yeah, it's the summer for you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to. It. I do have a lot of friends, poker friends that are coming out. Definitely the TPE guys, like I said. Uh, yeah, it should be fun. I'm always, always something to look forward to, and it's coming up fast. So. Yeah, I cannot wait. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. I don't stay on top of that. Have you uh, put up any uh, TPE videos recently, or? No, I'm I'm bad about that. They always give me shit too, but. You had one with Mark a while ago. That was a long time ago. That, that was, was that was a really really good series. Yeah, I did like doing that with Mark. I would definitely do that again. I have yeah. I had so last summer I recorded I wrote down I mean um all, I played the they had their I think it was one of their first big blind any tournaments um WSOP and I wrote down some hands um and I still I still have it and I think I wanted to make a video and I think it probably be a good time to do that if even dude some, now would be a perfect last year, time. Like not much yeah has andrew's just made a series like that and yeah. uh it's really uh really good i actually started i started um doing i put the hands on share my pair or whatever that was, yeah yeah, yeah. Else. i put yeah. some of the hands there but i never really recorded any uh strategy like voice or whatever so i started it but um yeah maybe i'll I'll finish that before the uh, summer starts. So Your notes might be old now. They might be like all brown and yellow, pizza grease cover, and you'll just be like squinting. Does that say call or six-bit? I can't tell. <laughs> just... yeah, I actually do need to go over those. I don't. I think they're decent notes, but probably not the best. So if I can make a good video out of it, I will. You know, give me a good refresher for some TP guys coming into the summer. Yeah, you should. You should. Yeah. Uh, um, you mentioned yesterday, uh, it was just kind of a quick tweet on your, uh, in between your breaks of, uh, the tournament, uh, that you, you got a river bluff through. It sounded like, uh, it was, it was kind of for all the marbles. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's for all of it. Um, let me find it. Let's see. Uh, who did I text? I usually don't put hands on Twitter. Uh-huh. I, I had, I've had some requests to, to do that, but kind of hard to just type it all out while i'm playing so i just don't yeah 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 um here we go all right so i had i think i had like 50k at 300 500 with 500 annie okay and yeah the guy in the big bun was like maybe it was like okay well whatever the guy in the big bun was like a pretty big fish he was like a just like a middle-aged guy, um, you know, just playing every hand. Um, An excellent yeah. opponent. <laughs> yeah. So I was. <laughs> so anytime I had a hand, please don't tell me he didn't have a heads up poker podcast hat on. Though, did he? <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a bright red hat on. I don't know. <laughs> There's some guy who could barely breathe through his nose with a poker podcast hat, and I'm saying, good. <laughs> I got all the information I need. But so yeah, anytime I had a hand on this big line, I would open. I was the hijack. Okay. So I had king ten off. Uh, I opened to twelve hundred, and he calls. Flop was ten ten six two diamonds. He checks. I bet one k. He called. Turn was the ace of diamonds. So flush draw just came in. Okay. I wasn't, I'm not too concerned about like him playing like 
I mean, he's going to be playing a lot of hands from the big blind and certainly going to have some flush draws on that flop. But I wasn't too worried about it. You know, um, before, you, why, why, why the down bet on the um, 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 on I the think, flop? Just because it's unlikely he's got anything? You've just got this crushed? Yeah, I can, I can bet that amount with, like, all of my bluffs. Um, yeah. And I think it, sometimes it can induce a raise. Okay. Which is great. We do want yeah. that. Yeah, um, when, but yeah when we flop three of a kind like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a size I would see that with, like, a lot of my hands. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, turn was the ace of diamonds. So, 10, 10, 6, ace, three diamonds now. He checks, I bet, 3,800. Um, he raises to 12K. Hmm. Uh, and I was like, fuck, like, should I bet there? Should I bet that much? Like, you know, kind of like questioning myself. Um, and then thinking about the hands he can have, like he probably has a flush. I don't know like what kind of hands he would be bluffing with here. Mm -hmm. um, but I had the 10. I had a lot of outs to a full house. And then I thought like I could bluff him on a lot of rivers too. So, uh, so I called. River was a jack of diamonds. He bets 15K with like 20K behind. And so, like, I think I can have, like, like literally every value hand here up to quads. I could have tens, sixes, aces, you know, ace 10, jack 10, um, all those hands. And yeah. when I put them on a flush, um, he, I just assume that he – so he bet 15K with, like, 20 behind. You could have a bigger flush, too. If, if he's got, you know, baby flush too. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. I don't know that I would shove those. So I'm kind of just repping a full house or quads. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, I tank and I, sh I shove. And and he, you know, he looks at his hand. And looked like he was about to snap call. He, you know, did like a big like sigh. He tanked for a while. He stacked up his chips like he was going to put him in. I was like, fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um and then, uh, you know, looked at his hand again, and then he folded. And I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> it worked. Thank God. <laughs> it worked. I don't know what he had. I showed him. He was just kind of, I don't know, like, just kind of the player that I wanted to show a bluff to. So I showed him the king. And okay. um, just kind of made him, like, guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, guess himself. And he ended up busting, like, just got it in, like, really bad, uh, like, an orbit later. This is uh, was this a soul read here? I mean, the guy's got such an incredible price to call here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what surprises me that he only had twenty behind. And how much is in the pot at this point? Like, well, even if he had, like, I don't know if he can call. He just can't really call without without a full less, less yeah. of a full house. He shouldn't anyway. You know, if we had like a little bit more history, I think he could maybe call with uh, a flush. Yeah, he's not short stacked. Even if he folds, he still has 40 bids. Yes, that's what, I, that's what I told a friend was. Uh, he stacked the last of his chips up and then counted it. So it was 20K. And I, that to me, like when he decided to fold was like, well, if I fold here, I still have 20K. That's probably what his thought process was. You know, he didn't want to put his, in, put his chips in with a flush, call him off and then and be wrong when he had a chance, you know, 20K left to, you know, maybe spin it back up. Yeah. So. Or punt it. Or, uh, or yeah, really. which he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, um, I did something similar um, in that Venetian uh, a couple months ago where I bluffed all in, 
on the river with the nut flush blocker and a guy stopped holding a straight he flopped a straight and it ran out really good it didn't you know it ran out really good for him but um but yeah i just if i have a spot like that and a and a buy-in behind <laughs> mm-hmm. i'll usually go for it like if it yeah. seems good i'm you know i'm not really afraid to to take it so sometimes i can be a little hesitant and maybe like you know, if I do like happen to miss one and and then look back at it, I'd be like, oh, well, I kind of fucked up there. Should have went for it. Yeah. But like lately, I've just been going for it. And so you would you, you would uh, probably regret not taking one of those spots then rather than taking a spot and running into the top of the guy's range. Yeah. It, I mean, it just has to feel right. And again, yeah. like it kind of goes along with like all the, the hand reading and just, you know, just, just knowing where you're at when in the, in the hand. Yeah, and then just kind of executing. That's like the biggest part. Is people, people will get themselves in those spots and just kind of just, you know, puss out. I guess you know yeah. when they should just be going for it. I think, yeah. um, I think Jason Kuhn had a video. I can't remember what it was for. I don't know if it was run at once or it was like one of his, um, his like I think he was playing a lot in Macau. He came out with a video like not too long ago where he, he kind of talked about that and it was kind of a little bit inspiring, I guess. He's always been like a, I guess, a poker role model for me. Okay. Oh, cool. um, I've been watching any of his videos. I know, I know he definitely made some for run at once, but I didn't. Uh, yeah. All, yeah. All of his run, all his run at once videos were pretty good that I watched. Um, um, I'll have to find that one again. The recent now, Playing with all these great players yesterday. Uh, do you learn anything? Or I mean, is there is there a point where is there any point during the day or whenever or any of these events where you're like, wow, that's an interesting way for this guy to get max value, kind of shit? Or is it? It, it is funny. The Dylan Lindy, I think I don't, I think that's how you say his last name. He got into a spot where against the guy that I had the hand the bluff against, where he he turned to pair, uh, where there was like three to a flush, and he and he raised in a spot where. I, I didn't think that he sh- not that he shouldn't be doing it, but that it was it wasn't something that people like everybody would raise in that spot without like a f- flush, I guess. The guy so it was like nine seven deuce ace. Okay. I think I think the fishy player bet out, he raised and the guy ended up shoving and and then he called with ace deuce. There's nine seven deuce ace three hearts, and so he hmm. raised and called a shove, and the guy had ace ten offsuit. Wow! Um, but I was like, no, wow. I no, like, oh, okay. no. I was like, wow, no, that's how you get all your chips in these, huh? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm getting at. I guess that you know they just everybody's just they just have more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's no. what, like, basically, yeah, I, th- I think Assassinato was talking about that. A lot of these guys are successful. They just happen to have a little streak early where they get to get a p- big piece of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, every- everyone has a b- couple big scores. They got a bigger piece of themselves, and they maybe keep a little streak and have a couple, and they have. Yeah. We get but, to see them on TV for these reasons. They're not really that much better, <laughs> better than yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, no, that happens too, for sure. Like, you, you know, some guys will go on a heater and, you know start winning everything and then although he's very good don't, don't yeah, he is really he's, always, he's been he's been like one of the top players for a long time 
But um, how how fast did he call when the when oh, he, the he, tanked, he tanked for a while. Okay, so yeah, it wasn't, it a wasn't snap, a snap. Uh, no, no, not okay. at all. And I was actually like when we when I saw the other guy's hand, the East Ten, I was like, uh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> he, yeah. didn't need, he didn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, that seemed unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I didn't really see anything like too like that unusual i guess that i haven't seen before you know i think i think a lot of the best players are more aggressive pre-flop um that's i don't know that's pretty much it like you yeah know, there's obviously different like ways to analyze a hand and all that but uh you know it's it's hard to pick up on a lot of things like not playing that many hands live so sure i don't really i didn't really like see anything that i I guess I didn't really learn anything playing with them. I don't know. I don't mean for that to come off cocky, but. Yeah, no, that, I guess, I guess that sounds like bad. you're generally describing them as like they're, they're keeping the betting lead. You know, they're, they're slightly more aggressive than the, uh, than the field. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but, um, but yeah, like I said before, we're all playing the same game. So, you know, if they have a slightly higher level of, of like studying and like, you know, like doing maybe like different things here and there, I th but I think like I'm close to the same level as some of the players that have had more results, if not on the same level. So, yeah, I'm always comfortable playing with pretty much anybody. Yeah, sounds like you still like the game. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. it, man. I really do. So it's never like anytime you start that online grind, you know, ninety percent of the time you're just kind of excited to play poker. I mean, that's that's quite an asset. Yeah, and that comes from also like like I said, not forcing myself to play. Like okay. if, if I if I you know it's just something little like if I didn't sleep well, you know like um, you know if I'm not comfortable, if I like my my body doesn't feel good or whatever, I'm not gonna play. Like I don't want to sit down and commit myself to you know five plus hours of mediocre poker. I'd rather either study or just like take some time for myself and do whatever else I need to be doing or something. Yeah. So. yeah. I have a feeling you're not one of those guys that has a dramatic story, like the 17th floor of the flamingo trying to bust your way through a window, just to get a flying <laughs> leap there. Those are, those are the poker stories I want to hear, but nobody, I don't, I don't have any of nobody, nobody lives their life like that other than me. So I'm <laughs> yeah. disappointed. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like, I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, do I have any like really like crazy or fun like poker stories? And unfortunately there's like not really like anything like super crazy. I, I don't think. Well, what was the, what was your low point? Like bankroll? Was there ever a point where you were just like living off credit cards for three months, just hoping to scramble back to where you were kind of in control? Um, of your life a bit, or? Probably like, it's definitely, I definitely had a, a very low point here in Vegas. Probably, it was probably actually around the time I broke up with my my girlfriend. Okay. So that was like 2015. But then, like once we broke up, I kind of had like another like surge of motivation. So. Um, but do you do anything to try to fade variance there? I mean, you do you play. Um, greater volume and more lower buy-ins or you, you make yourself play cash two days a week or I mean is there any when you're kind of swinging low what do you do yeah I just had 
just had to like you know just like motivate myself and and um just know that it's likely a downswing and um you know there's always people out there that'll support you whether it's backing or you know giving like helping you study or whatever so just like just just keep plugging along you know there's nothing else you can do in poker you can't like i mean you can take a break but like that's not wise all the time sure it's like the uh, little engine that could yeah <laughs> just always always <laughs> got to be grinding i guess <laughs> something but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, I've had I've had some low points. That's for sure. Mike, Mike, Mike's always got to turn to the dark side. <laughs> well, I try to, you know, I always try to. When I'm upset with poker, I'm trying to like, well, this is like, I, I mean, like I could be in a plane tumbling to earth with Steve laughing in the driver's seat. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> there's, there's I'm the optimistic worse in, like uh, situations. Jedi, and, and Mike is uh, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, yeah. To the dark side. <laughs> I know I do. I've noticed that for sure, Steve. You always, you always happy. You always got a smile on your face. Always optimistic. <laughs> and then, and then Mike. <laughs> I think that's why this works because we're so opposite. Yes, yes. <laughs> it, it does work. It works really well. That's why our friendship has remained for so long. <laughs> we're so slowly <laughs> and reluctantly. I'm beginning to see Steve's optimism is not a sign of it's not a character flaw necessarily. <laughs> I mean, Steve might actually have been lobotomized, but he still has, you know, a positive outlook on things. And <laughs> it's not a character what? flaw. That's so great. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I I actually got to wrap this up. I uh, I got to get going. But uh, perfect. This was uh, this was, was a blast, uh, Dylan. Uh, thank you for coming on. Of course, I, I look forward to seeing you guys this summer. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, if you guys want to follow Dylan, he's at the Dylan uh, One Eighty Six on Twitter. Uh, do you do coaching or anything, Dylan? Or uh, you yeah, know, if, uh, I always got some time for coaching if anybody's interested. Okay, is Twitter the best way to get a hold of you, or should they yeah. shoot you an email or what? Uh... Yeah, tw Twitter works. Now we can kind of go from there. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so hit him up and uh, good luck tomorrow, man. Thank yeah, you. good luck, man. I am uh, rooting for you. I will yes. be glued to my Twitter. Right. Cannot wait. And uh, yeah, thanks again for uh, coming on. Yes, and thank you. thank you, Mikey. And thank you for tuning in. Here is your weekly motivational speech. How will you serve the world? What do they need that your talent can provide? That's all you have to figure out. As someone who's done what you're about to go and do, I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Because everything you gain in life will rot and fall apart, and all that will be left of you is what was in your heart. My choosing to free people, <clears throat> my choosing to free people from concern got me to the top of a mountain. Look where I am. Look what I get to do. Everywhere I go, this, I'm going to get emotional because when I tap into this, it really is extraordinary to me. I did something that made people present their best selves to me wherever I go. I've often said that I wished people could realize all their dreams and wealth and fame and so that they could see that it's not where you're going to find your sense of completion. Like many of you, I was concerned about going out into the world and doing something bigger than myself. 
until someone smarter than myself made me realize that there is nothing bigger than myself. Because life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. How do I know this? I don't, but I'm making sound, and that's the important thing. That's what I'm here to do. Sometimes I think that's the only thing that's important, really. You know, it's just letting each other know we're here. Reminding each other that we're part of a larger self. Your job is not to figure out how it's going to happen for you, but to open the door in your head. And when the door opens in real life, just walk through it. And don't worry if you miss your cue, because there's always doors opening. They keep opening. And when I say life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you, I really don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm just making a conscious choice to perceive challenges as something beneficial so that I can deal with them in the most productive way. You'll come up with your own style. That's part of the fun. Oh, and uh, why not take a chance on faith as well? Not religion, but faith. Not hope, but faith. I don't believe in hope. Hope is a beggar. Hope walks through the fire and faith leaps over it.